This is a Federal News Network podcast. Preparations for mandatory telework in the early stages of the coronavirus pandemic left some agencies scrambling, but it didn't cause as much disruption on the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation as some of its IT leadership had expected. Remote work has in fact allowed the FDIC to pivot to electronic signatures and take major steps toward becoming a paperless workplace. For more on how the agency's modernization work took place under the pandemic, Federal News Network's Jory Heckman talked with its CIO, Sylvia Burns. The interesting thing is that it didn't have as direct an impact as what people might have thought it would have had. I mean, a lot of the modernization work we were doing kept on. The place where it did have an impact was where we needed to access physical facilities. So, for example, we were in the process of upgrading our wide area network and That requires us to have actually physical access to our office space because circuits have to get installed. There's actually physical work on site that needs to happen. We also were modernizing our training rooms and doing some things that actually had to do with Wi-Fi. We were expanding Wi-Fi in certain of our facilities. Those things did get delayed, but it was more because we were trying to limit access to our facilities. But I would say that other than that, we kept moving forward on everything that was on our portfolio. And we were able to do it fairly effectively just because, first of all, it's it's IT. So people, you know, they're not physically doing their work in the office per se. They're working on systems. So it's got a very IT nature. They could do it very easily remotely. I would say that it actually didn't have a huge effect on our IT modernization. One thing that we were also doing was we were actually in the process of refreshing all of our laptops. And that experienced a little bit of a delay because, quite honestly, our supplier was probably inundated with additional demand. And so we were lucky because we had our order already in the system for them. So we probably got some degree of priority. But they had an influx, I think, of other people who also wanted to do large purchases. And that slowed down some of the delivery. But we basically got that back underway. Once we could get things back on track with our suppliers, we actually orchestrated a whole process where we had a limited number of people who would actually come into our facilities to actually set up the equipment. And then we basically organized the whole FedExing back and forth. So shipping the new laptop with instructions to the employee and then giving them kind of a return box to be able to return their old laptop. So the team set up a whole process, and it actually has gone fairly well. They kind of finished this first phase that they had planned They're like 99.9% done with that. And they've gone into their second phase, and it's going well. Drilling down into that perhaps a little bit further, how did cloud services become more essential during the pandemic to drive these mission outcomes? I imagine a lot more capacity was a topic of conversation during all of this. Oh, absolutely. So we went into mandatory telework. The Monday was March 16th. That was our first day of being in mandatory telework. I know in that first week we were watching the stats because luckily we had a robust VPN infrastructure. And so when everybody had to just basically work from home, we spent probably like the first week really getting everybody settled with that. First of all, we had a terrific VPN infrastructure in place. We had done bandwidth upgrades previously that helped with the connectivity back and forth. Of course, people had their issues with whatever connectivity they have at home, and we had to do some education about that. So I I thank my predecessors who had pushed through investments in cloud. So we had already been using Office 365 
So our email is in the cloud. We had released Microsoft Teams late last year. So even before the pandemic started, we had released it, and we were in the process of training our business people on how to use it. We were in the process of replacing Skype for business, basically with MS Teams. So that was huge. I would say the pandemic actually accelerated the adoption of the collaboration tool MS Teams because they wanted to be able to still interact, and you couldn't physically do that. So uh, people very, very quickly learned how to use MS Teams. I would say like we went through probably about maybe a week and a half of people, oh, I left something in the office, I have to go and retrieve it. So we had this retrieve and leave policy for people to go, you know, get their PIV card or, you know, do stuff like that. But the cloud certainly made this transition to mandatory telework really go smoothly. Some other things that we ended up getting into as we got deeper into, um, you know, like soon after the, the, you know, we started this, was the increased need for electronic signatures for both internal and external work that we have. We had Adobe, so we were using the electronic signature capability there, the digital signatures. But it had limitations with enabling documents to be signed externally with parties that do business with us. So we we actually just finished kind of the complete deployment of another tool that helped to enable digital signatures with third parties on the outside. So all of this, we ended up going paperless for the most part, really strongly discouraged people from printing because of us having to deal with having business documents at home. Only like on very special circumstances would we encourage anybody to do any printing. We had some policies where if you're printing at home, you have to actually bring back all your documents to shred inside the FDIC or just have them ultimately get stored back in the FDIC. But um, cloud was just so part and parcel to having this go smoothly. And so, you know, we're just leaning into that and we're going to be doing more things in the cloud. Changing gears here a little bit, what challenges did your employees or even your customers face with this pandemic and because of this new technology environment that we're all working in right now? And and how did you overcome those? We have a prolonged period of being in mandatory telework. You know, like I personally will tell you, I started, I sat in my dining room. I just like put my laptop in the dining room. I connected to my Wi-Fi, would do my work. And there came a point where I was like, oh, the screen is teeny on my laptop, relatively speaking, and I'm like, okay, I have to, like, put my nose right up to the screen, and, you know, uh, it wasn't necessarily the most comfortable way of working. There were complaints about that from many people in the corporation about, you know, monitors and printers and things like that. Some of our employees, the nature of their work is going through tedious spreadsheets and documents, so it's very much kind of computer-centric, and you've got, you know, imagine having a not a huge screen and having to go through thousands of rows of, you know, a file about loans. You know, it, it's draining. People at work, they have, usually we allow them to have two monitors, and they can be big monitors. So the corporation decided to allow for a stipend during this period to allow employees to purchase something that they needed to um, make their work environment more conducive the mandatory telework situation. In my case, I ended up using the stipend to buy a big monitor, and I'm living off of that thing now. So I actually um, migrated from my dining room 
and what I what I was like, okay, well, this thing is going to go on longer than, you know, maybe I had hoped. I ended up uh, cleaning up my home office and moving into it. Now I'm set up properly so I can I can keep doing this for months. That's Sylvia Burns, the Chief Information Officer at the FDIC, speaking with Federal News Network's Jory Heckman. Subscribe to The Federal Drive on Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.